Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you so much. My next guest is uh, is been with us many, many times. Joining us from Prometheus Partners is Vincent Mastrovito, and we've talked about many different topics. Today we're going to delve into uh, the family business culture and why it matters. Vincent, once again, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Good. How, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thanks. Hey, so... Uh, we're, uh, we, we've been talking about many different topics, of course, uh, all around business exit planning for uh, privately held businesses. And today we want to talk about family business culture and why it matters. Uh, uh, tell, me, uh, tell us, our listeners, a little bit more about uh, you and what you've been up to at Prometheus Partners, Vince. Yeah, so um, Prometheus Partners, obviously, we have been working diligently, obviously, with uh, many business owners, family-owned business owners, trying to help them sustain the business into the next generation, which could be two, three, four, five, fifth generation uh, and what we really focus on is allowing those families to create those legacies uh, that are lasting and can move on for as long as they wish to to have them uh, in existence. Uh, but the importance of being able to making sure that they can sustain that over a long period of time is obviously extremely important, not only for them and their families, but also for the communities in which they reside in. You know, and also, uh, Vince, is, is it, I mean, there, there's a dynamic M&A marketplace out there, but the problem is there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sellers and a lot of buyers right now. It's, uh, I, I'm hearing from uh, business owners I talk to that uh, have entertained offers that they're not getting the offers that they thought they would, you know, the, the, the numbers that they thought they would get. And so often the sustainability of the family business is, is beyond uh, the legacy of the business continuing uh, jobs for the next mm-hmm. generation, and so on and so forth. It, it oftentimes is a better alternative than selling in a competitive marketplace financially for the for the owner, as long as the business is is sustainable. Are you finding that as well? Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent with that. I mean, as we both know, Bill, only about twenty percent of the businesses that actually go up for sale physically have a transaction. Uh, and of that, over half of the owners end up taking a substantial amount less uh, of what they're asking just because the business was not truly ready to be sold or didn't have as much value as the as the owner may have thought that, that it had. The market just really wasn't there for the type of business that they have. And so if you can find some way to internally sustain your business 
uh, with the correct systems and processes that you need and bringing in the right people, uh, in many cases, especially with businesses under uh, 10 or $12 million, you may financially be better off trying to leverage your lifestyle in that sense uh, than just trying to sell it on the open market. Yeah, as as uh, I had a conversation this morning with an owner, and he had an international buyer, and you know he w even went over and and visited their factory and and whatnot, and came back and said, you know, uh, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. In other words, uh, my my business and and my people and my management team and my family uh, are I, I know what I can expect there, and I know that they will. Um, a, uh, maintain our culture and continue with that and um this other company wanted him to um change his whole life they wanted him to travel around the world and and help build their business after he sold them their business and he's like that that's not what i was looking for another job you know so yeah uh, yeah so when 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 family businesses work so hard to build up their reputation and their culture um why is it so important that they um that they are able to um, uh, uh, figure what, how you know, how to communicate what that culture is and continue that culture. Why is family business culture so important? Well, I think first and foremost that the the family business culture has many different facets to it for its foundation. Certainly, the the main driver of that culture is going to be the owners um, that are in the business or the owners that built the business and how active, you know, are those leaders inside of that business. Um, and you really have to start taking a look at, Bill, of how do they go about doing everything inside of that business? How do they make decisions? How do they hire people? How do they terminate people? How do they adjust to changes in their marketplace? Um, how do they pay their employees? Um, how does information get dispersed, their branding, their technology, everything? So that is all part of their culture, and it can either make a business um, sustain itself and it will certainly not even sustain itself, but they can they can not only continue to grow, but also get to what we call best in class within their industry and really kind of compete from a cash flow basis at some of the highest levels. And so you really have to you have to take a look at all of those aspects within inside of a family business to truly get an understanding of what kind of culture they have. And sometimes you really even need to talk to some of the employees because if they have a lot of turnover in the business, it could be because of the family culture within there that no one feels that they really have nowhere to go. This is almost like, a, a, for lack of terminology at the moment, just a dictatorship, so to speak. Uh, and they're just kind of saying this is their box and everybody else is just kind of there to help them make money. And it's not a, a, a free, open environment for, for people to progress and, and, and have a, a long-lasting future. So we really need to make sure that the family business culture is in line with what not only what the business is, but the types of people and employees that they have so that you can have that um, sustainability over a longer period of time.
Yeah, and the the family name is is at stake as well, right? The reputation of the family name in the community and both the the business and the and the local community that they operate in. There's a lot on the line uh, when it comes down to that. And and you know, one of the things uh, you, you talked about the how, but uh, also uh, the patriarch and matriarch um, uh, also need to really focus on communicating the why. Of those decisions as well, right? Because those are those kind of provide clarity, hopefully, to the next generation as to the method, the method of the madness. Whether the next generation chooses to make changes or not, ultimately, will be up to them. But uh, there's that awkward transition period between the the uh, parents and the, for instance, children or or employees as the companies in a transition mode and that can last many many years these days uh that they they need to really communicate here's here's how we do it and here's why we do this um when when you mentioned uh these different types of uh uh factors the making decisions hiring and measuring employees terminating and so on and so forth uh one of the things that comes up is what are the, some of the different types of family cultures that exist today well, I mean, you could have things like you just have a, a very professional environment, right, which could be, you know, fairly common in the, you know, second or third generation businesses. Like, um, you know, it's just a very professional environment. So usually the deeper into the generations you go, you have a much more um, professional environment, business-type environment inside of that business. You could have a paternalistic um, type of environment, which is kind of a, you know, more along the lines of a first generation or so, maybe just barely mm-hmm. into the second, where it's really more, it's it's really just an extension of the owner's arm, and it's however he or she really kind of wants to run it. It could be more of a, of even a lifestyle type business, but it's really more Mom and dad just kind of kids are around and and this is this is kind of what we're looking at and then mm-hmm. you know um you could have one that's more participative uh that where mm-hmm. you know families are working a little bit more side by side with each other, and so you now you've really grown this business to a much higher level, some of your higher revenue businesses at uh thirty fifty a hundred million dollars a year or more. Um, they certainly that's this is what they're really trying to strive for uh and really get into that uh into that process so that it really becomes um more consistent across the board with everybody and and these things work very very efficiently when you're really trying to um you know grow and sustain that business you know for a lengthy period of time so there are those and many others that you really want to make sure that you have a good understanding of because if you don't understand where you really want to go, um, then it just makes it that much more complicated not only to get there, but it makes it even more complicated to manage the day-to-day. There's just too much stress. And at some point, you know, you're just going to hit the wall and, it, it, it you know, that'll be, you know, even more complicated for you to try to capture that equity that you have in that business if we were to draw a, a triangle or a pyramid if you will uh, would it be fair to say that the majority of the businesses 
in those categories would be the paternalistic that we see out there, the the mom-and-pop businesses that mom-and-pop are now getting towards retirement age and the kids have been coming in. Would, would the majority be at the bottom of that triangle? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you see so much of, of that uh, paternalistic yeah. environment in, in most businesses today. And a lot of the things that we like to, to try to talk about is really kind of move that to some some different levels and and certainly it it's a little bit easier for the for the younger generation to move in that direction it's how much the older generation is willing to let go and to move in that direction and so that sometimes causes uh, brings its own challenges to the table but I, but I think you know if you have people that are open to making sure that everybody uh, has a win-win situation here then uh, then I think even though the process may get a little bit drawn out just because of old habits die hard, is that we have to just continue to work with them. But that is the largest portion of what we see in the marketplace. And, you know, it, it, it's a challenge. You know, uh, what what I see a lot, and I'm sure you do too, Vince, is that um, business owners don't have they they don't realize how fast ten years can go by. They you know they may they may know wow my grandchildren were just born and it seems like now they're now they're ten years old now they're twenty years old that that kind of thing. But they don't realize how that how fast the, the next ten years will go by, and the time that they lose by not uh, having those cultural discussions early on with that next generation and really. Uh, having those formal conversations can really get away from them in a number of ways. And one of those is if no discussion is had about how and why we do things, uh, and I mean a serious discussion, uh, hours-long meetings, um, then the the younger generation may just say, boy, I can't wait for them to get out because I'm going to change things drastically. And that's a problem for everyone because that older generation is is relying on the cash flow of the company for their retirement and the younger generation just wants and they want you know the younger generation wants that cash flow as well so do you uh, do, with that in mind do you uh, uh, do you recommend that business owners have these uh, formal you know layouts of all of these issues and have those discussions early on and often Oh, without a doubt. I think if uh, if you get a business that waits until the kids are waiting for mom and dad to uh, either kick the bucket or just get completely out and then they're going to change things, the risks are that the cash that mom and dad may be taking out of the business, like there is in most cases, could drain the business too low of cash. And two, you could end up losing too much of your customer base because they've decided to go elsewhere because you're not being progressive enough. Uh, and so now what you're doing is you end up owning a business that almost starts from scratch and you're kind of fighting and clawing just to get back to uh, a break-even standpoint. And that just makes the whole process uh, ten times uh, difficult such, uh, to, to try to get to where you really want to go. So I think it is very important to have these conversations uh, earlier in the cycle and more often in the cycle. And it's not really as painful as people might actually think. Uh, certainly in the front-end basis of it, there's going to be a little bit more time uh, and pain going through to outline for yourselves and the business and the family is what is it that you're really trying to accomplish. But I think once you start going through it, 
and if you're open-minded enough to allow everyone to participate in the process and not just kind of have the main owner write the whole process out, I think you'll find that the interaction you get from the younger generation, I think you'll find out that the input that you're getting from everybody really ends up helping the business as a whole, <clears throat> which in return will help everybody else and make that process not only quicker, but a smoother process. So I think it's I think it's very, very important, and I think it's something that all family-owned businesses should do. Yeah, as you were as you were saying that, Vince, I kind of uh, was thinking that here's here's a rule for you listeners. If you're thinking that things are going to go a certain way, uh, I've sat at many tables in groups like Vistage Worldwide and others where the younger generation has their own table and family business situations, and they go around the table and say what they're what their gripes are or what their uh, problems are. And it seems to me that unspoken assumptions are what kill transitions. And it, it, here's an example. Is, uh, we went around the table and, and one young person said, you know, everybody talks about how I'm going to take over the business, but nobody's asked me if that's really what I want to do. That's that is example. correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody assumes because I'm working there and whatever that I want all that risk and everything. And, and, you know, again, you get too many years into a transition and then it blows up. You have a, a world of problems, especially if you've been, as the owner, have been doing less and less of the day-to-day -day and letting other people take care of that. So what what you're saying is, is imperative that people get this out on the table, have have someone, and, and often it's not it's best facilitated by someone like yourself, Vince, where they have someone um, have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with, with the constituents, the, the parents, what are your assumptions, the children, what are your assumptions, the key employee, what are your assumptions, and bring all that information up to the surface so it can be dealt with early, and uh, you're much better off finding out early than later that things aren't going to work out. Um, and when you work with people, uh, you have a, a great process for doing all of that, right? Yeah, we do. We we really like to break down first and foremost is let's try to find out what everybody's personality traits are. So we'll usually do some behavioral assessments because we kind of want to know what kind of roadblocks are we going to run into potentially, um, who are the ones that are the real leaders potentially, <clears throat> and who are the ones that, you know, mom and dad may think need to be in a leadership role but really shouldn't be in a leadership role or don't want a leadership role. So those are some of the first steps that we do. And then we try to break it down into first individual conversations and then group conversations. Uh, and then we try to keep it on task with uh, certain topics of discussion and trying to take a big trying to take a big agenda and break it down into small pieces. And so we'll show them what the agenda is and we're going to let them know that we're going to break this down into smaller pieces, uh, and it's intentional to do that. But if they want to speed up that process at any point, uh, just let us know. But here's kind of how it flows. So sometimes it starts slow and kind of keeps it. Sometimes it, it just they want to move at a pretty rapid rate, and they make pretty good progress together. Uh, and they just find, like, by working together and scheduling the time that they get stuff done. But I think the main message here is that, these families are talking to each other. They're talking to each other respectively. They're looking out for the benefit of the business and their family and their employees and the community. They're thinking logically, and they're bringing back really high-quality ideas and strategies to help this whole business 
and their family to continue to move forward. And that's really the main objective of all of this planning. Now, Vince, I know you've been around the block a few times in this planning. You've been doing this for quite a while. And I noticed also that you are a certified DISC coach. And DISC is a is a, a measurement tool to figure out what, what really resides within a person. It helps you to identify whether they have certain characteristics that might uh, that they might become a leader, or they have the the, the wherewithal to you know to to uh, work or think and and act in a certain way. Why did you become a disc coach, and how are you using that tool? How are you using that tool to um, to identify potential leaders? Well, I use it in the sense is is first of all to understand what what is a person's natural behavior. So how do they mm. How do they how do they behave without anybody um, supervising them or watching them or they're not in a particular environment where they would have to act differently? Uh, and then I want to look at what their adaptive state is. Uh, their adaptive state is how do you act when you're in either a sales environment or a holiday party or uh, a negotiations or something of that nature. Uh, and I want to know how much stress does it take you to get to that point uh, because that tells us how people are going to, how they're going to handle certain aspects of running a business. Uh, and so the value that that's come back to us is just really um, priceless because the quality of our conversations allow us to, to build a, a, a scatter plot as to how each person should treat the other person. Let me give you a quick example. You could have a very high D, which is a very decisive person. This person is a person that makes very quick decisions uh, about things. They, they're, they're, not a, they're not a numbers person. Uh, give me the bottom line. What does this do? Boom, boom, boom. And they can make a yes or no decision. Let's move on and we're done. The, the other piece of that is you might have a very – uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you have a person that's very stable, that they need a lot of information before they make a decision. Uh, neither person is bad, so this isn't a bad or good or right or wrong. It's just how do you want to be treated as a person? And so if you have a high D coming into a high C who needs a lot of information and they're just giving them bits and pieces of it, that that person is not going to be able to make a decision because enough information has not been given to them. Uh, and then consequently the reverse could happen, meaning if the, if the uh, C person came to the F person, the D person, they're going to want to get down to the nuts and bolts of the matter to be able to make a decision. And so it's being able to understand each other and how each other is going to behave how you take in and get out, get information out of your system, meaning how do you speak it or, or how do you want to receive it, and then that way you can have better communication with everybody because you have a better understanding across the board. And we've just found that when we do this for families and we bring it out, we kind of make it a game to a certain extent, and uh, they really end up kind of chuckling with each other uh, understanding uh, as to why they now understand why this person is this way. And uh, As it really has. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's yeah. really opened up the communication lines. It's just fantastic. Yeah, as opposed to being uh, continuing to do things, uh, you know, why don't they understand what, why I'm saying this or my reason? You know, just frustration 
that that comes about. I would imagine that you know uh, uh, people always look at these things and say, oh yeah, well that's just another uh, you know human evaluation. But these things were developed to create effective teams and communication in in situations like military situations and high stress situations in the beginning. So. Uh, you know, it's a prescription for for effective communication, and it's a great tool. and uh, And I think that's a, a feather in your cap that you now that you provide that for uh, business owners, so that they can um, have effective communications and maybe understand each other a little bit better on the, on their road to uh, uh, family uh, business uh, continuity and happy Thanksgivings, <laughs> which is the that key is, yeah. for for all of this planning. That is correct. Yeah, it is. It is so important. Uh, I don't think uh, any of us could say it enough because the the issues are not going away. The numbers are not getting any smaller. Uh, the challenge and, and or the problems, however you want to look at it, I always look at it as a challenge. Is is that um, privately held businesses still need to unlock and harvest the equity in which they built, and and. Uh, most business owners still have 60 to 90% of their net worth tied up in the business, and the majority of them need that equity out to sustain the lifestyle in which they become accustomed to. So taking substantially less than the open market uh, in many cases is not to the owner's advantage. And with some planning and some open-mindedness, uh, I think they can they can accomplish much more for themselves and their families. Uh, just they have to do it through a different path than what maybe most people may think that they want to go through. Yeah, and Vince, you know, it's a good economy. People are busy, uh, maybe busier than they have been in, in several years. And I think a lot of people tend to think, you know, I just don't have time for this type of planning. But it's it's vitally important. And, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of uh, exit planners around the country, and Prometheus Partners uh, and you have the tools and the, the capacity and uh, the skill set and knowledge to really help business owners. But, you know, the other day I, I, I also uh, moderate Vistage Worldwide webinars, and we had a big audience on a webinar about um, getting ready for your exit and selling the business, that type of thing. And we did a pop-up quiz, and, you know, in that group that's 20,000-plus 20, business owners, um, the, the facts remain that 8 out of 10 business owners still don't have a written plan for the continuity and the successful exit of their business. So there's a lot of work to do and a lot of people that need to get in touch uh, with people like you and, and get their process started. So thank you very much for bringing your tips to our listeners once again and uh, for a very, very valuable um, uh, interview and, and information, Vince. You, you do a great job. Tell our well, listeners, thanks, Bill. Uh, I really appreciate having us. Yeah, t- tell our listeners, uh, once again, the uh, best way to get in touch with you to, to get started or to, just to talk with you about mm-hmm. what, what might be involved in starting a plan. Yeah, sure. Well, certainly you could go to our website at www.prometis.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-T-I-S, partners.com. Or you could just uh, send me an email at vincent at prometispartners.com. Uh, the office number is uh, 616-622-3070, and that would get uh, a direct line into into myself. You certainly could email some questions to me uh, if you don't want to call and talk. 
uh, or the website has a, a funnel that it would actually also send us uh, an email to give you back some information. So either one of those avenues would, would certainly help out. There's plenty of information on our website with uh, videos, uh, newspapers, blogs, and information there that would also help educate them along the way uh, until they get ready to ask some questions and get involved. Yeah, your website is uh, clearly a cut above others that I've seen. Lots of tools and assessments and uh, great information for business owners who are just thinking about it. So, again, Vince, uh, thanks very much once again for, for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time we speak. Thanks again, Bill. Really appreciate being on your show. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.